When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford come right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game stores we truly appreciate everyone out there this all of our shows and if you can please give us a five star review on apple podcasts plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football game source the great folks at Lakerholics.com, and of course our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. It is sincerely appreciated. But when the major discussion before we go on the air is not what's troubling the Lakers or what's going on with the Lakers, it's actually, yes, my neighbors having a camouflage Santa in their front yard and whether or not we're going to go ahead sooner or later put on Lakers Christmas hats you know, the Lakers had themselves a great time because fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, then you get really some bad news from the Oklahoma City Thunder. But that was not the case as the Lakers, for the third time this season, went up big against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And as we were texting and messaging each other back and forth, we were playing right into the Oklahoma City. <laughs> That's right where they wanted him. Yes. But this time, even though they tried twice to let the Oklahoma City Thunder get back into the game, they did go ahead and keep a good distance on them, and they ultimately ended up winning pretty good over the Oklahoma City Thunder, 116-95. to 95. They was pretty. I guess you could say it was pretty comfortable right after the first quarter because it was 32-18 to 18 right off the bat. They set the tone early. They kept the pressure on. They 29-point lead was the biggest of the series yeah, so far this yes. year. Yes, they were up by as much as 29. And they the season. Played. Yes, their biggest, biggest the their biggest lead of the season so far. They shot extremely well from the outside. Again, that's two games in a row where they shot extremely well, 45%. They're actually above 50% for most of the evening, so it was great to see. They held... Oklahoma City to only 22% shooting from the outside. They dominated pretty much everywhere else statistically. It was really a good thing to see. And they only had one more turnover than the Oklahoma City Thunders. So that was a really good thing as well. Because after last night's debacle against 
uh, just oh my gosh, an undermanned Memphis Grizzlies team. It was really a disappointing game. Underrated a, Memphis Grizzlies team. Very underrated. All of the above. Yes. Yep. But I'll tell you what, they, you know, after that happened, you know what? It's nice to see some type of palate cleanser for the Lakers and a nice victory indeed. But here today to talk about LeBron James, big game with 33 points. Also, Avery Bradley chipping in with 22. And, of course, Austin Reeves playing in Oklahoma. Got to go ahead and play great in front of the hometown folks with chipping in with 13. Plus, everyone as well are two great guests indeed. These guys are also from Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. I will start with a man who's been MIA, who's probably looking also as well out of his window for some camouflage Santas inflated outside his window. It is pretty sweet. Jamie, it's good to have you back, my friend. Thanks, Gerald. It's good to be back. I live on the west side in L.A., so there's there's not a lot of that around here. Okay. Okay. I was just asking, I- just making sure. There's a lot of mixed Hanukkah Christmas decor, which is pretty cool to see, uh, you know, people celebrating both holidays. So happy Hanukkah to those who are celebrating happy Hanukkah. Absolutely. And happy holidays to those who are celebrating Christmas. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I know that too. Yeah. And, and Kwanzaa, but I know, you know, one of the things that's been plaguing America for several years now is the war on Christmas, obviously. And so I, I hope that's going well for the home team, whoever that may be. Well, you know, it could also happen the war every time you go out to the retail stores and shopping because that's still a war. You know, if Santa's dressed in camouflage, the war against Christmas must be real. Yes. Well, have you tried? Fox's Christmas tree got burned down. Uh, it did. Have, yeah. Have you tried going to a Costco on the weekends during the holiday season? That is I don't go. To, I don't. I'm not a Costco. I'm not a Costco I member. I wouldn't do it under any circumstances, Gerald. No, I don't. I'll just go off the side. I'm going to go over Costco here for a second on a side story. My mom just turned 88 years old last week, and I headed over to her house to see how she's doing. And she has this magazine that she says, Gerald, I need you to go ahead and return this real quick. It's, it's addressed to the wrong person. They need to get it back. They need to get this magazine right away. I said, why? Because it's $100 a year for a subscription, Gerald. It's a very valuable magazine. I turned it over and it's the Costco connection. <laughs> and I'm like, mom, that comes free with a subscription. It's actually going to Costco is the actual benefit. Oh, I get it. Okay. All right. Is Costco really <laughs> popular? Yes, mom. Costco <clears throat> is. Costco is. But the Lakers tonight actually really did something that was very popular with their fans. And that was a big win. Their biggest Margin of victory. You could say this was their most comfortable win of the year, Jamie. I mean, the shots outside from outside, they seem to be hitting for quite a stretch there consistently. They end up at 45% shooting overall. Yep. Really good sign. Defensively, they played okay, but they really didn't need to worry about it because all they had to do was let Oklahoma City for a while just shoot jumpers, and they were just going to miss and miss and miss. Yeah, I mean any 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 game where you don't let the other team score thirty points in any quarter, I think is is good enough defensively. I mean, you know, OKC is a team that we probably ought to have beaten three times this season, <laughs> uh, and the fortunes of our team would be kind of vastly different, uh, I think, if we had, because then we'd be looking at a sixteen and eleven team, and you'd be like, all right, you know, hey, this isn't so bad. Not you know, bad we've lost for LeBron missing all those games. Exactly, but. 
we didn't win those games. So here we are at 14 and 13 trend water like we have all season. Uh, and it seems as if the, the series, the series against OKC has been what has to this point kind of defined the Slaker team because that first loss when we were up 26, you were just kind of like, how did you lose this? Like what, what, <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> And it was, but then at, the, at that time you're like, oh well, you know. But it started the the whole series of like, oh well, you know, this, that, or the other. This will change, or that'll change, or this will change, or that'll change. And none of it changed has changed, <laughs> not one thing. So I'm kind of curious to see how we come out on Sunday. I have given up uh, the notion that any one game is what will define or will will that will, will represent the turning of a corner. If the series of games now. The series of games. Right. If if this team can rattle off, the, 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 uh, you know, I put a, on my fiver that I posted a little late from the Boston. It was kind of a Boston Grizzlies game combined because I was a little bit curious. I was very excited after the Boston game. I was like, this is it. Like, we've got a <laughs> revenge game against Boston. We played pretty great 48 minutes of basketball. Like, everything about that game felt like, okay, like, this is definitely something you could build off of as a team. And then they come right out and lose to the no John Morant, no Dylan Brooks, Memphis Grizzlies. And they let Steven Adams bully everybody around inside and just got, you know, pounded in the paint, like all the losses we ever had. And it was like, right, nope, never mind. This team is only consistent at being inconsistent. And that, that, that may be the ride we're all in it for, you know, luckily, the West is a mess this season, uh, and we're still, you know, at 500 in a pretty decent playoff position. I kind of wonder what's going to happen once uh, some of these teams start to get healthy, though. You know, they're not – it's hard for me to imagine all of Denver, Portland, Dallas, uh, uh, and the Clippers all having as poor a season as we and us as well, having as poor a season as we've had to have up to these, these points uh, respectively. And so we have to rattle off 10 games in a row for me to say, okay, now they've, they've learned whatever, whatever it is they needed to learn (laughs) that they didn't learn in game one against OKC game two against OKC blowing a, a three overtime game against Boston, so on and so forth. We could rattle off all the disappointing losses for the season uh, because there's, there's about 13 of them. I think there's probably three losses that I would say, you know, we got, we played hard and we got outplayed. And that would be Milwaukee. Really Milwaukee's the only one that comes to mind, but I'm sure if I look back at what losses were, which I'd come mm-hmm. up with another one, but a lot of those losses that we have on that column, we did to ourselves. And I guess that's what I want to see them start to correct is stop beating yourself. And they haven't shown that they want to do that yet. So until they do, I'm just going to assume that we're going to stay about a 500 team. You know, we've won three, the most, the longest winning streak we've had this season is three games. And the longest losing streak we've had this season is only three games. So, you know, this team it's just kind of blur, 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 bumping along at 500. And I kind of, I kind of expect us to stay at about 500 unless they, they can correct either the points of the paint problem, the turnover problem, or the overly reliant on three superstars problem. And the, frankly, the easiest of those to correct would in theory be the turnover problem, but we got two guys who handle the ball a lot, who are 
good for at least five turnovers of a game on, uh, as a career average, uh, which means the rest of the team has to play perfect basketball. <laughs> so uh, all of that is just asking a lot from this team of over 30, mostly over, over 33 year olds, many on vet minimum contracts who are looking to ride coattails at this point. I mean, let's be honest. You don't sign a veteran minimum contract with the Lakers thinking like, I'm going to be a featured player on this team. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't go into it with that mindset. You don't go into it with menta- that mentality. So uh, we have three, three guys who the majority of our salary cap is dedicated to. And if those three guys can't make it happen, it's not going to happen. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com. And you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. LeBron made it happen. I think that was the major difference, obviously, between what was before and what is now with the three games with L.A. and Oklahoma City. That's the big difference. Anthony Davis did sit out the game with a sore knee. And here today to talk about the game as well, and I'm going to ask him a question on Anthony Davis. Is Laker Tom the mastermind of Lakerholics.com? And Laker Tom, I wanted to ask you, AD did sit out with a sore knee today. It looks like from what I'm reading on Twitter with Mike Trudell, the official Lakers reporter, he indicated that it was just an issue where he got out of bed and his knee was sore. But do you think you could see something a little bit more with Anthony Davis on this? Um. You know, the the situation with Anthony Davis is really fascinating because, as Jamie said, we're only going to go as far as – can you switch the pictures, (laughs) Daryl? Thank you. Uh, We're only going to go as far as LeBron, AD, and and Russ take us. And the games we win and that we do well, one of them really plays extremely well. Um, Of the three of them, you know, you'd have to say that I can conceive of us winning, you know, championship and Russ not being a major factor. I can even conceive of us winning a championship and AD not being the dominating factor that he was in the 2020 championship. But I don't have any, I don't have any envisioning that I can make myself come to where we don't win without LeBron playing great. And I think there's no question that we're starting to see some loss of athleticism and burst and explosiveness in LeBron. Doesn't mean he's not a top five player, but if AD all of a sudden is a top 15 player instead of a top 10 player and LeBron is, I mean, it's hard to say that LeBron is still the best player in the world, the way that KD and and Giannis are playing, to be honest. Uh, I think he's a top five player and, uh, still may be the smartest and craftiest player and and maybe the most clutch player when it comes down to a playoff series and how his basketball intelligence and everything else can carry us. So it was great to see LeBron because this is games like this are the best versions of LeBron James that we're going to get this year. And they're pretty impressive. 
Um, he played an outstanding game. Russ didn't have a great game, and AD was missing. I owe, I owe Avery Bradley an apology and Frank Frank Vogel because I've been merciless on on AB. Um, and you know what he reminded me of tonight? He reminded me of the guy who was the big star in when we had that huge weekend against the Clippers and the Bucks right before they pulled the plug on the entire season. I remember Avery hitting six out of eight threes in that game and shooting confidently in his defense. He held SGA to 11 points and four assists and two rebounds. And got four steals. So that was just terrific game by him. But Uh, this is one game, okay, in a series of games. So let's let's put things in perspective. Well, but but you have to realize that for this team – when you've got all, like Jamie said, when you pay, when you've got all your money tied up in these superstars, and then ten million off to the side on, on THT, on a clutch client that that probably <laughs> isn't contributing right now. Um, not ten, not worth ten million. He's not. <laughs> yeah, your other players are going to be inconsistent players, uh, and like Jamie said, they're they're minimum salary players. So that means each one of them has major flaws that prevent people from paying them more than the minimum amount of money. Now, some of them may have turned down $4 million to play for $2 million for the Lakers, or, you know, in Nunn's case, maybe $10 million to play for $5 million for the Lakers. Um, And Monk definitely could have gotten a lot more money playing somewhere else. But what it comes down to is there's there's still players who are, I think, fortunately for us, in a couple of cases, unproven but still very young and talented like Monk and like Nunn. Um, but also guys that are are like Mello that could be great if they're in the right role on a championship caliber team. Um, and, you know, right now, you know, I'm real happy with Ellington, Monk, and, and, and Mello. I think that we've gotten three guys who've proven that they can shoot at a quality level, at a quali- high volume, high percentage shooting that we haven't had in the past. And guys that I think, you know, the guys we used to have, I used to say they're like one out of threes. They're going to make one out of three threes, and they're going to have one good three-point shooting game out of every three. These three guys, I think, are two out of threes and three out of fours. You know, they're guys who are going to generally have a pretty good game, and they're going to contribute. And that's what you need. You need that steady nine points here, 12 points here, eight points here. And you also need starters that don't just get two points. You know, and tonight we did. Avery Bradley scored well. Dwight Howard had the best net rating on the entire team, even though he didn't score a lot of points. So this was an excellent win for the Lakers. Maybe, you know, I, when you look at the situation of the last three games, there's one anomaly in there that I think is really important, and that is that I think that the Memphis Grizzlies are hugely underrated. And the defense that they played against us was outstanding. Yeah, we did. We we had we had moments in that game when we answered the bell, but there were moments when we didn't answer the bell. You know, um, and we've had two out of three games where we've answered the bell pretty well the entire game. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully we're going to see instead of one step forward, one step back, one step forward, one step back. Maybe we'll start seeing two steps forward, one step back, and then maybe three steps forward, one step back, and then maybe 10 steps forward. The big win streak that that AD promised us and hopefully he'll he'll be healthy enough to play on Sunday. As for AD. I think so far, in my opinion, I think 
Russ is playing extremely well. Now, he hasn't played well the last two games, which gives me a little bit of concern. But he's he's restrained himself, you know? I mean, he only took eight shots tonight. And only one How many two. turnovers has he had the past two games? Five turnovers. Eleven. Five turnovers. Five turnovers. And and two of them were the just the, the drive-you-mad types that happen, you know, one after yeah. another. Um, Where he basically but, just throws but the ball. But when you look team. at what Russ is doing, the problem that we have isn't Russell Westbrook. The problem we have is that LeBron James and Anthony Davis have not played up to the level that they're capable of and that we must have them play if we're going to be a true legitimate championship contender this year. Well, I disagree with you on that. I think Russell Westbrook has been playing very well up until the past two games. And you do need Russell Westbrook and his 40 plus million a year that he makes to play at a certain level along with LeBron and AD for them to be at a championship level. Because if you don't get the big three playing like the big three, then you have issues. But Jamie, I know you got your hand raised up in class here. So I have a question. I have a question for the, for the group. Like what I was is giving the Sean Grice reminder with a hand up there. Go ahead, my friend. <laughs> oh, call me, call me. Um, what is the number of points that Russell Westbrook needs to generate? I'm not saying he needs to score. Because tonight he had nine assists. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sorry, seven assists, nine rebounds, uh, two offensive rebounds. One of the better off one of the better rebounding guards in the game. And I would say that if Russell Westbrook generates thirty points a night, I was going to put that number. Thirty is a good number. Thirty points scoring. No, no. I I, I would rather see him around fourteen points a game, sixteen points a game. Most eight or nine distribute, yes, yes, eight or nine, eight assists. Or nine assists, ten assists, something like that. Yes, but, that, that's but, what I'd rather see him do. But that stat has to be counted. The, the positive stat has to be counted about against what are his points off of turnovers that he is responsible for. Which I don't yes. know how you track that. Yeah. I don't know Taking if any less shots also as well. You Whatever. just read the box score and calculate it every night. Well, I mean, yeah, you could look at it, but 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 specifically his turnovers. You know what I mean? I don't mean the team turnovers. I mean because he is such a he is the primary ball handler on this team. Ron is the clutch guy. He's the go-to guy with you know. Well, for the Lakers' offense, the clutch offense starts around 17 seconds, evidently, because that's when we wait for LeBron to make a move. But <laughs> LeBron's going to be the guy who ought to be either creating the shot or taking the shot uh, when you need the shot to go up. And Russ is going to be uh, the lightning quick point of attack. It, you know, This is all, of course, in theory, because this has been very uneven so far. So that's what I think, too. I think if Russ is responsible for a solid 30 points a game and that counts the points that you take away off of his turnovers, that the Lakers will be fine in terms of uh, – and as long as AD can – it's astounding to me when Anthony Davis doesn't get at least 10 rebounds in a game. Uh, it always kind of blows me away. I'm like, how did, how did that happen? And it happens a lot. He's doesn't, I don't think he's averaged. I don't think he averaged 10 rebounds last season. He might've just averaged 10 rebounds just because he played so sparingly. But regardless, my point is, is that we really do need for those three guys to have turn back the clock kind of seasons, but collectively, like he is averaging 10 on the season. It is okay. Yep. That's good. That's good. Thank you. Uh, I wasn't sure. Uh, I think ten point two. So he barely makes it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, ten point two solid. That's that's in the tens. So, and what's the averaging point wise? Over a, a little over twenty, right? Twenty one. Twenty four. 
24. Okay. Oh, well over 20. All right. So that's, I hadn't looked at his season splits yet uh, in a while. So I was curious. Um, leads the league in dunks and leads the league in points in the paint. Which has to continue. I think that has to be 18% from three. <laughs> that's uh, to me, that's almost inconsequential right now. You don't need him in the regular season to be a dominant three. But his mid range has been awful this year. That's yeah. where I'm a little more concerned because he really likes to function in the pinch post and the baseline 15 feet out and 20 foot jumpers, step backs. All of those shots are uh, rhythm and timing shots, and he just hasn't. He just hasn't had it yet this season. So maybe the knee has been bothering him for longer than we know. That would explain part of why his shooting is so poor, but also that is a concern because that means that he's been, uh, you know, that he's playing hurt uh, and you don't want your one of your one of your three cornerstones when you only have three cornerstones to uh, play hurt. So when Tom said, I can imagine the Lakers winning a championship with just LeBron playing at like a superstar level. I, I don't see that happening. I see them making well, the he's playoff. Have one, he's got to have one of the other two come along. At least one of the other two. But like this team, this team doesn't have a Kuz who's good for like 15 points a game, 14 points a game. Well, which he would, Monk, it, Monk's averaging that. Not on the season. Mellon either. Neither is averaging. I think they're both around 12. Uh, a little under 12 in Monk's case, if I remember right. Monk is at ten points a game, and yeah. Carmelo's a little bit higher. Yeah, he's there. Neither, neither at twelve, right? So that's like this is my point: is that you don't have a case. Carmelo's at thirteen point eight. Okay, so between them, they're almost they're averaging twenty four points a game between two guys. But what I'm saying is this: is you don't have a Kuz who is good for thirteen, fourteen points a game. You don't have a KCP who is good for thirteen points, fourteen points, nine a game. points a game. This season, yes. Last season. Last season is an outlier. Before that, he was a solid. Last two seasons, he's been under ten points a game. For real, I don't believe it. For KCP, well, anyway. for KCP, KCP, yes, but not not Kuzma, not Kuz. No, KCP. And, and and the defense that he brought is unlike anything anybody on this team. Okay, besides, well, you guys were talking about one, and I think well, but, the other one was talking about the other. So. Maybe yeah. My point is this: is that the Lakers don't have a wealth of guys after the first three that can score consistently and they're not any of them great defenders so all three of our guys need to contribute 30 to 40 points of positive points a game for us to have a shot at winning most basketball games and that's during the regular season so when the playoffs happen and the intensity is ramped up and everybody's scheme is going to be to stop those three guys and let the rest of the team fire at will uh I, I, I foresee many issues. So this is this is my concern, is that, like, the regular season will be fine, right? Like, we're going to make the playoffs, barring an injury. We might not make it in the seating we hope for. We might be a little bit, you know, lower in the seating or, you know, not quite in the standings that we'd hope for. But we'll, we ought to make the playoffs. But when we do, and everybody, like, let's – basically clogs the paint and says, feel free to shoot threes. What is this team going to do? And that is, I think, the question that will define this entire season. I think you're absolutely right. And the big question is, what will they do to change it to that... be different than what is it is now? Because you... a big problem, everybody talks about how it, I mean, I hear this all the time. It doesn't really matter who starts. I mean, I, I hear that being used against every argument that I make that, we are wasting LeBron's career, the end of LeBron's career, by not putting in 
shooters surrounding him. That's the formula for success with LeBron James. And we're putting guys out there where LeBron is the best shooter at 34% in that entire lineup. And nobody else is even shooting over 30%. Yeah. Uh, Well, you know, this is why you're absolutely right, Jamie, that the problem, problem with this team in a certain sense is malpractice. Malpractice by the coaches, malpractice by some of the superstars, and a front office and a coaching staff that aren't in sync anymore, and mm-hmm. a coach who doesn't know who's seems to be torn between what Twitter's asking him to do and what he wants to do just instinctively. And I think it's going to get sorted out, but the thing that you have to realize is that there is something about when we won a championship in the in the split season in the bubble it was like two seasons really you didn't even count what happened in the first half of that season all of a sudden everybody came back and we were well rested and LeBron was well rested AD was well rested and they shot lights out right and the defense was terrific and 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 Frank made every right call that she could make and it was like a dream come true well right the big reason that I always never liked the idea of the two centers and playing the two bigs during the regular season is it isn't that easy just to all of a sudden go and start playing small ball and dealing with all of the facts that other teams may be trying to go big ball against you. And you're going to get your butt kicked and rebounded out, rebounded out, scored in the paint and so forth. And all of the things that go with that, that, this is why you'd play that way the entire season so that you can practice all of those things and learn what works and what doesn't work against every single team and every type of defense that they play. So that when you go into the playoffs, you don't have to reinvent the damn wheel. You can actually go out there and do the things that worked before the things that you've saved up and you coached. That's the difference between a playoff series where you're able to make those adjustments and fine tune your offense and your defense for your opponent. Every game that we go through, yeah, one game doesn't matter. One week, now that matters. One month of not being able to get into good habits, two months of not being able to get in good habits, those are the things that doom a season. Yeah, I agree. You know, and we just have to, somebody's got to, something's got to happen. I mean, I don't I don't know what it can happen other than, other than us getting, probably just getting really hot because Frank doesn't seem to be wanting to do anything to really help the situation as far as the starting lineup goes until Ariza comes back. We're still going to see this erratic mixing of, of lineups and failure to embrace small ball basketball. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers fast break podcast. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it's the Lakers on this cheery conversation 
Right. It was, it's like, I was going to say, wait, we won, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it is we cheery. Won. It is cheery. It is cheery, though. 116 to yeah, 95. It well, it seems like there's a lot of caution and trepidation. The Lakers are. <laughs> what do you expect? Based on, based on the performance to date. I mean, you can't. The glass half full guy is just hanging on with legs <laughs> in the bottom of his glass, you know? Hey, look at it this way, though. The Lakers <laughs> are on an upswing. They're now 14 and 13. They are in sixth I'm place. I'm tired of being disappointed. I, I, I want to be surprised now. Well, yeah. now all they've got to do way that the landscape of the Western Conference is right now, they just got to stay above 500. If they stay above exactly. 500, they stay out of the plan seemingly right yep. now. Of course, things can obviously change, and they probably will, like you said, once the other teams get healthy. So we'll see what happens there. But the Lakers, can they be consistent? We'll find out if they can go ahead and win two in a row on Sunday against Orlando in a short huh. one-game homestand before they go back out on the road. So we'll go ahead and wait and see. But Jamie and Laker Tom, before we head on out, I'll start with you, Jamie. Go ahead and let everybody know what everybody's doing there at Lakerholics.com. Your amazing articles on five things. I know a lot of good things are coming up this holiday season at Lakerholics.com. I would I don't I don't want to say it, so I'm not. Maybe some camouflage Santas? <laughs> no, no, no. My my catchphrase. I don't want to say it, so I'm not. <laughs> You oh, know, like for Sunday, yes. yes. <laughs> Admiral Akbar could be no, back. No, 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 Please let him let him go away. From oh, with this team, anything is. I know. You know I he's he's, he's, like he's on the record for there to be trap games. <laughs> Let's be honest. No, uh, the record isn't the question. It's it's the pedigree of the team indicates well, this year, well, every after every game. win is a is a trap game. Is a, a next game is obviously a loss. The way we ruin. Hence the Paul Abdul song. I mean, that's how you end up end up 14-13 by winning about half your games. That's right, exactly. You're losing about half your games. Losing the other half, so. If they're playing uh, a G League team, it might be expected I, they might be losing the next time around. This is what I'm saying, right. You know, But then to annihilate the same team the next night, unless it's, of course, the Oklahoma City Thunder who get us twice right. and we only get them once. But anyway, uh, definitely have a fiver coming up. One more game to go. They could play them, they play them in, in April. So. Yeah. Yeah, we could we could end up 500 against OKC, which will then make it the perfect if we end up in the season around 500. The perfect like, what was it about the Thunder? Uh, A little microcosm, really per se. I mean, I will say this: we struggle with teams that play fast, despite the fact that we have Westbrook. Uh, uh, our speed pretty much ends there. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we are not. LeBron doesn't want to run down the court a lot. They, put up, want, they published want. a stat that said that we were the slowest team. We are. We're the slowest team, and we walked the ball up. I mean, it was like it was like but that's we're number two in team. the league in pace. But we're never leaving the two pace, and that's the pace is a, a factor of Westbrook. The the slow of a right. foot is a factor of our lack of defense, uh, because we're taking the ball out of the net. Well, most and times. the second big that we've started most of the games. <laughs> oh boy! Well, they, uh, DeAndre Jordan seems to be uh, banished semi permanently. Well, he did play today a little bit, but had a nice, had, be- a nice had a nice dunk today on the pass. I mean, that's the, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's I was gonna say that's. It's you the see one the thing that was he could do. and he didn't even get off the ground. No, he couldn't get off the ground. Well, that there was one where Russ hit him in the back of the head with the pass. What so was like is Dwight really going to catch that pass? I mean, I know people are supposed to have their hands ready, but ought they to know it's coming? Uh, and then, yeah, the other I forget. I think it was Bug throw him that lob. That that lob was a little high for this age of Dwight. I mean, I think the, I, I think, think teams have teams have caught on that we throw the long lobs down the field. I mean, we yeah. haven't oh. completed one of those in a long time. Well, 
No, no. No, but the, we also don't have the guys turning back the clock like they did for us a couple seasons back. Like I don't know. It's so been on. AD who's been jumping for those, and he hasn't been getting them. And... Well, that's where the need comes back. But, yeah, we got some nice yeah. things coming up on Lakerholics, and, uh, you know, the conversation's been pretty vibrant these days. Uh, you know, obviously, maybe not as positive and filled with glee as one would like, but that's, you know, given the circumstances where we're at in terms of the blog. So come on by, check us out, throw some throw some words out there, say howdy. Absolutely, indeed. But you can do that today at Lakerholics.com. And Laker Tom, I know your article's there on Frank Vogel and his hot seat. And if it gets hotter, the options, they're not great. One thing I want to throw out at you, something I've threw out to you before, and that is if Frank Vogel gets the boot, who <laughs> might come in place? I mean, obviously, it would be David Fisdale. He would be the interim. He would not be the you know, probably named the full-time unless the Lakers really did a turnaround under his tenure. God. But what about Rajon Rondo? I've thrown that name out before. He seems to be pl- pl- doing plenty of time now coaching more than playing. That could be an idea I'm throwing out at you right now. Rajon well, I don't Rondo. think, yeah, I, I think to start with, I think that the Lakers, first, they aren't going to do anything, just like Jeannie said, until Ariza is available to play and has a chance. He is to not the magic that. elixir. I don't know why you guys uh, think may, he's a magic probably, elixir. I don't think he is the magic elixir, but I do think he's an important element because he, how many every game we're missing a six eight guy, man. I understand that, but he's a thirty seven year old six eight yeah, guy so like, that has not played consistently yeah. in three seasons. Yeah. So you tell and me, and he's a power forward. He's not a small forward. So exactly, LeBron's got those days are done for him at small. Forward. But but listen, the Lakers have said that, and they're not going to go. They're not going to do that, and they're not going to go out and hire. I mean, the only big name that's really available out there is D'Antoni, and they're not going to bring Mike D'Antoni back. Oh, 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 God. Um, so you're going to get an interim coach. You're going to get an interim coach. Well, if I they know you get an interim coach. Him. I'm just saying down the line, you see Rajon Rondo working a lot with the staff. He was very active on the sidelines today and yesterday, mm-hmm. doing a lot of teaching, not playing, teaching. He could have yeah, just sat there and sulk. But you know what? I see. Remember the last time he was here? Gerald, it'd be a better, it probably would be a better decision to hire somebody like Rondo than one of the retreads that normally seem to get hired in these situations. But LT, let me finish with with this, guys. Remember the last time Rondo was on the team, and that was the year before LeBron got there, or actually it was the first year LeBron got there, and he was really a malcontent. He was sitting on the side during timeouts. He really was unhappy where, you know, regular season Rondo reared its ugly head. Right now, he's he could be doing the same exact thing. But what did I see him doing? He's engaged. He's talking to the youngsters. He's talking to the other players. He's showing them exactly what LeBron wants, what AD wants, what, what you know, what Russell's doing. He's communicating with the big three, but he's also communicating with the other 11 players on the team. He is making himself a, very much a presence on the team that, to me, is actually the best regular season Rondo we can get right now. Well, I think that was sort of the role that they envisioned for him. And he was obviously accepting of that, that he wasn't going to be in the regular rotation. He wasn't. So a few seasons, and um, he is now, you know, no, Gerald, I think it was, a, I, I think it was a very insightful observation that you made the connection between Rondo as a potential future coach of the Lakers. 
or potential future coach period. Yeah. Well, no, I think everybody has seen that the guy is one of the, you know, next to LeBron, maybe the smartest guy that's out there and playing today in the game. He does have a little bit of bad history that some baggage, you know, the situation with the Mavs that year and that whole thing and, and the, the altercations that he's had occasions would be something that might. Well, if Chauncey Billets can get a shot, it's coach. <laughs> right, it's exactly. His, his That's true. No, but generally, I'm generally I'm really lauding you for for suggesting that that might be something the Thank Lakers you. would consider. I think Frank Vogel will last this year. I don't I think that well, that's obviously the, the best case scenario change. is getting Frank Vogel. I'm not trying to write the epitaph for yeah. Frank Vogel. I'm just saying. No, but I do think I do think there's something that I do like about the idea. For example, I think, and I haven't heard any comments really strongly one way or the other about about Steve Nash, but I I thought that was an inspired hire because smart point guards basically generally turn into good coaches. Um, there's just something about having to play the position at the level that those guys played the position that they understand how offenses and defenses work. But from an offensive standpoint, you know, I, Rondo was a great defensive player too, as well as a great offensive player in his peak. So I think it, someone like him would be the perfect type of choice that the Lakers should be looking for down the road if they were to make a decision to not bring Frank Vogel back. Magic Hopefully, Johnson. though. They'll bring Frank back because he you won the championship that. this year. Stop that up there. Because Magic, you're up on two top, words. I allow you to go ahead. Two words. Start. Magic Johnson. They don't always, the, 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 the on-court no. greatness does not no. always yeah. translate. I, I love Magic, but I love yes, Magic too. Larry Bird. for him as a basketball right. player. Larry Bird was a better coach than Magic was. I mean, yeah. he got, he took, he took the Pacers to the NBA finals. Same as, same as JK to New Jersey. There's a different mentality to that, you know. I don't know that Magic- Bird and Magic Bird and Magic also never went through the second type of a career that right. Rondo has gone through. I agree. They never, That's, I think, the key. They never had to adjust themselves to be role players. Never once. No, they just said, yeah. "That's enough." I'm like, yeah. you know, that, if I can't I, be. Yeah. If I can't be the alpha dog, I ain't playing. Well, That's I mean, simple. Magic was a little. His circumstances were slightly extenuating. Yeah, right. but, yeah. and he did try to come back uh, at the power forward spot, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's say let's hold no, on. No, Rock would be great, but, you know. But, but Gerald, I really want to say, like you really illustrated two nightmare doomsday scenarios. When not only did you mention Fitzdale, but D'Antoni in the same like <laughs> sort of like like spiel. Where well, I was we mentioned like, this yesterday oh, as a possible God. like return <laughs> to what he did the previous season because he didn't get a head coaching gig. That's why he left Brooklyn because he was trying to court a head coaching gig. Sure. Didn't get it for whatever reason, but well, I, he did a good a job as an offensive coordinator for Brooklyn. Sure. And we were, you know, it was tossed around by Laker Tom. And I didn't think it was such a bad idea as an offensive coordinator for the Lakers, because that's kind of what they need right now. Sure. But they're not going to get it right now. It's he ain't fine. coming back. He ain't coming back to LA. I don't ever. think this deal's an answer. He's already burned. It his no. No. Wouldn't no. It be fun? No. Listen, the one thing that every player that Mike D'Antoni as coached, it seems, has their best shooting year. And there's something about being empowered by the coach for shooters. Should these, we're not talking about Avery Bradleys. And, and <laughs> we're talking about the Buddy Heels and the, the guys oh, who are going to hoist it up no matter what, you know? You brought up two guys who are good defenders and not great shooters. And I'm like, right, but that's because they play both sides of the ball. Well, 
No, but the point is that <laughs> it does take certain types of... You know how hard it is to put up 20 points per game every night in the NBA? To take no, 10 threes every night in the game in an NBA, how, how, how hard you have to work to get open for those shots and so forth. Yeah, and you have to have the cojones to take them. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I'm not disagreeing. And, and the, thing about, the thing about it is if you have any hesitation that your coach might not like that shot or, or sure. the coach, you know, your superstar might not like that cop shot, you are going to, it's going to affect your shooting percentage. He's a shooter's whisperer, to be sure. Yeah, he is, to be he sure. is. Yeah. But it will forever remain that he only coaches basketball on one half of the court. And the problem is, is that, yes, well, what, a perfect, on, what a perfect but, marriage. What a perfect no, marriage, Vogel and oh, between, Sure, yeah. I mean, I, but they wouldn't it agree. Maybe Frankenstein, but they the, wouldn't the agree. They would is great. No, I think you need somebody more like Byron Scott on the staff. Or oh, no. God. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Please don't. Uh, I still don't. think we are Nobody. the ghost of Byron Scott. He's what? still alive. He can't be Every a ghost. Every time Frank Vogel decides he's going to go with two bigs and no shooters. <laughs> you look, do you look out the window to see if Byron's like rattling chains outside? Like, whoa. It, could, it could be. I mean, I just... The Speaking of going the off the chains, office. this show is going off the chains, but I do <laughs> want to make one last note. Yes, Larry Bird did coach the only Pacers team to go to the finals. It's so funny because the next year he gave it over to Isaiah Thomas and it started to go down hill yep. from there. He has the same birthday another, as I do. Another, another great, another great point guard. My birthday and Larry Bird's birthday. Oh, that's interesting. Another great point guard where on-court success did not translate into off-court success in any measurable fashion. But let's hope Rajon Rondo, if he ever decides to get into coaching, that will change. Because, again, I just – I'm seeing these things on the sideline. And, you know, you you could actually have Rajon Rondo, just normal Rajon Rondo of the past. How about Jared Dudley as the Lakers coach? No. You know what? This conversation needs to end, I think. Yeah, pull the plug. Yes, we need to pull the plug. I mean, you and V Garcia will probably be rooting for that one, but I swear. Where is he? He should be here rooting. He should be here rooting at Jared Dudley. Well, he's somewhere in San Antonio. Maybe you saw, maybe you actually, I'm secretly rooting for the Spurs. No, I'm kidding. He can't stand the Spurs. Uh, That's that's bad news for him. That's bad news. But the Lakers did win 116-95. They kept the... Oklahoma City Thunder at bay, tried twice Under to let them 100. back in. Yes, so good defensive performance. Just they could not buy a shot. They absolutely could not buy a shot for for much of the game. But the Lakers did shoot well from the outside. LeBron James with thirty three points, actually a very good performance. Their biggest win of the year so far. So hopefully they can continue that trend against another NBA doormat, which Jamie's already trying to go ahead and. Send out feelers for a possible. I don't want to say it. Yes, Admiral Akbar game, but we'll see what happens. They are having a one-game homestand against Orlando on Sunday. We'll be back for that game to wrap that up on Sunday for you before the team heads out back on another road trip. So we'll talk about that indeed. But if you have any questions for the guys, Lakerholics.com, at LakerTom on Twitter. But again, the best place to go for the greatest in conversations, Lakerholics.com, at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, and of course, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Well, once again, the Lakers, comfortable victory. I like it. Hopefully we can get more of them. 
can they start a trend where they get consistently playing like this going forward? They can actually start getting a few games above 500. Again, the end of the year is on its way. It's still around the horizon. They still can go ahead and have a decent record before then, but it takes winning, and it takes winning now. And we'll see if that can continue on Sunday night. And we'll be here to go ahead and see if that happens, and we'll report on it after the game on Sunday against Orlando right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. 